It's uh, been a very, very uh, 24 hours since our last Brad and Brit cast for Mr. Britt Whitmire as he agonizes over his uh, lifetime love of uh, NASCAR racing. It's got to be just killing you because I I remember how many times (laughs) over the years you've said to me, the only fun thing about watching racing and going to a race is seeing all the Confederate flags. Yeah, it does kind of turn me on. It's kind of a sexual thing almost. Right, right. And and if they take that away... What's left? I'm out. It's just guys turning left at that point. No, it's uh, they. You've seen that. You've seen the news over this week. I guess it was Bubba Wallace who who drives for Richard Petty, 43 car, and, and I think Bubba Wallace, uh, you know, identifies as an African American. I think his his either his dad or his mom is black, whatever. Which in a sport <laughs> he identifies. All I'm saying. Is, all I'm is, saying. Is, is, are there some people who mistake him for a white guy? There that, are. That he has there, to, sometimes he has to wear sometimes, a shirt that says. Yeah. He sometimes he's able to get a cab anytime he wants to in New York. Oh, okay. Crazy. All right. Fair enough. Fair and then <laughs> he says, I think he says on Monday, you know, all these Confederate flags that I see at the track all the time, we probably probably shouldn't have those. And then you think, oh, NASCAR is going to serve this guy up a dish of hot, hot, heaping reality. And they're going to say, Bubba, thanks, but no splitting. Thanks. We're going to white mansplain a few things to you. No, I think within 24 hours, the head idiots at NASCAR even said, not a good idea to have Confederate flags at the tracks. We're going to not have those anymore. All right. So this is this has come up over the years, and yep. uh, what you just described before is always what would happen. They would they would either squash it, they would hedge it, they would fake it, they would say, "Well, we suggest people don't bring flags to the the track," but they never enforced it. People were still doing it, and uh, what are you going to do? Piss off your customers? No, no. But right at the first the, uh, leading indicators that in this remarkably short amount of time, everything has changed because you could fill in this. If NASCAR does it, then blank. And by the way, I like your little headline that you didn't even realize you were writing before, which was NASCAR turns left only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so... If if NASCAR remember if you want to boil it down to every decision all these folks make is economic what's in their best economic interest they have made the calculation just like someone running for office that the majority the most votes I'm going to get in the future are from people who are saying maybe the Confederate flag is not the banner under which we want. To, uh, to, 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 to have hanging over NASCAR all the time. And, and it's just, it's just not a good look. We want to have a, a broader, wider, I hate to use the D word, diversity of, of, uh, of viewers and, and fans. And they've said that before. They've played this game a million times before, right? Mm-hmm. But they've never played it on this particular, uh, uh, field of, of endeavor here following George Floyd and, and, and all that's come afterwards. And correct. They, and they've that, made, they've made the calculation and I'm sure they didn't make it easily, although it was fast. Uh, maybe it was easier than we thought at this point. It was so fast. Um, and, and the people who run NASCAR have been infamous for not being able to read the tea leaves or read the room on stuff mm-hmm. like this. So even if, if this is getting through to them, mm-hmm. it has to tell you there's a real sea change in America in the past two or three weeks. Now, I, we always have to do this, and we shouldn't do it, but we do. Has the uh, 
country's number one NASCAR fan who lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue weighed in yet and attacked NASCAR? Not so much. I know, you know, he went he went off on the idea of renaming some army posts, military bases that have been named after Confederate that's, heroes. That's He's, not the same thing. Well, that's the Confederates, the, the Confederacy is the Confederacy, and we're still defending the Confederacy. So yeah, it kind of is the same thing. It really is because he's like, there's no way well, but, I but, will but, never call it anything but Fort Bragg. I, I don't care if the Confederacy attacked the United States. So it I, is really kind of the same thing. I get that, but he's trying to have it both ways. Of then, course he if, is. You're, if you're, you're going to be consistent, you got to call out NASCAR. As a bunch of politically correct weenies mm. who who don't understand because NASCAR and the Confederate flag is the same argument because it has to stay that way forever as Fort Bragg has to mm-hmm. stay Fort Bragg That's forever. Right. You can't That's change right. it. So my question is: Is Trump going to be consistent here, or is someone going to let him off the hook? Because I, if if he's he can't be 50% racist on this, okay? He can't ignore no. NASCAR and then attack people who uh, correctly have identified the names of all these uh, military bases as named after Confederate uh, uh, generals and high-ranking uh, people who were, in effect, traitors to the United States. A great question was asked the other day. I, I can't remember who asked it. He said, what other country, what other country names... <laughs> Uh, buildings after and, losers and after, after no, not just losers <laughs> traitors. traitors traitors who attacked it, it, after complete right. losers right. no i i think that even at this point in time this is a hill that donald trump does not want to die on reference the confederate flag however he does retain the right to go to the south during these rallies which are going to be resuming soon as you know tulsa oklahoma coming soon get your tickets now all right i'm going to make uh, you bet I, right now there will be no rally in tulsa he's going to have to cancel it because of the uh, virus I, well, well, let's maybe, make, let's maybe, make, but it's not. It's not germane to this particular discussion. I, I understand. He gets to he gets to go to uh, some place in the south when they resume the rallies and go. We're not going to have history erased. We will not do it. And he'll 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 play that card. Sure. They're trying to erase history by taking down the monuments and the Confederate flag. Right. And we'll never learn from history if it is completely erased. And he'll ha- that's how he's going to play this. I think. Oh, you know what? Have at it because. Um. If you look at the map of uh, these United States, all 57 of them, um, and, and you look at the old Confederacy, right? It's just that, that lower right-hand corner mm-hmm. of states. And he can win every one of those. He can yep. appeal to the worst instincts in all of And by the way, he's not getting Virginia on this. He may not be getting Florida. He's, he he might, might be in trouble in Georgia. Right, right. But But let's just pretend that, we're going to think the way Donald Trump is, which is, you know, uh, A plus B equals C. So I have to do it, and I can't have any nuance. I can't think beyond my nose. Um, running around to rallies and uh, defending the indefensible, uh, defending the 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 honor of the Confederacy, defending it isn't even states' rights anymore. It's just racism, right? He does. Mm-hmm. The, the, here's the funny thing: he can't even go and and make what was the the traditional fake argument that uh, people would make on behalf of the Confederacy when they would say it had nothing to do with slavery. It was all about states' rights. Trump is such a racist; <laughs> he he can't even make that argument because. 
He doesn't talk about states' rights. This is the guy that wants to send the army into your state if there's people who are peacefully protesting. So that seems to be a bit of a trampling on the states' rights issue today, let mm-hmm. alone trying to make up the uh, the lie that that's all it was about in, in 1862. So I say... You're right. He can have it. Uh, go to o- Oklahoma wasn't even in the Confederacy, right? There was no Oklahoma no, at that no, point, right? No, was, yeah, so, yeah, but he's, he's, wait, he's trying to expand the number of slave states, Britt. It's <laughs> but for, for our purposes, Oklahoma would be, you know, a, yeah. a southern state right, and would right, be right, more right, sympathetic right. to that sort sure. of bullshit. Sure. But, yeah, it's it's 100% correct, and it, it goes back, if, if I'm boring anybody with this, the, the history of that particular flag was, no, it was not a huge deal during the actual Civil War itself, but it was brought back when Strom Thurmond decided to run for president and to intimidate black people who were trying to integrate society. That's when it was thrown in their faces. That's when it was added to the state flag of the state of Georgia and different places to oh, wave God. it in the face of black people and go, yeah. we we ain't going to let y'all be one of us. Y'all ain't ever going to be equal to us. That's, right. That is the history of that flag. I, I love it. I would just love the same guy who at least, what, five times since he's been president has let everyone know that he truly is the uh, the uh, Michael Blashloss, he is the David McCulloch of presidents, knows more history than a lot of people didn't know that Lincoln was a Republican. I would love for him to get up there and make that famous, the rebel flag meant nothing in 1864. It didn't even mean anything until the 20th century when somebody, he would never say Strom Thurmond, he would right. say somebody, like, he, he, would try, he would try to make some kind of a Donald Trump level intellectual argument. He's got some this high a, ground to stand on. I love that. This is an okay. easy-ass kick, kicking of Kaylee McEnany, who loves to just go out there and just get pounded into the sand. Some guy can go up there. You cannot have the president embrace the American flag and at the same time defend the Confederate flag because those two were in. <laughs> you can't do it. Right, right. And does the president understand that those were two forces that were against each other and that one was trying to take the other down? And, and it let her just twist herself into a pretzel and just run into the wall about five times and flatten her own nose. <laughs> That's what you, that's what you do. I think we let's continue down this path because there this is something that's happened over the past several years in sports is they've had the right wing aggrieved white male uh sports fans as represented by Clay Travis at Fox Sports Radio as as um, represented by Barstool Sports and all these other people who I'm sick of politics creeping into sports. These are the same people that if these uh sports websites had existed back in the late 60s and a sports talk radio been around, they would have just outright called Muhammad Ali the N-word over and over again without any sort of with, with impunity. They would have just been able to do that and I just don't want politics and sports. Well, and blah. These know, people are being politically correct. Let's let, th- this Britt, is what it, is being represented it, it, here. It was a different time then. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going on actually on the Brad and Britt Facebook page at facebook.com slash Brad and Britt show where crocodile tears, Brad, as we speak, are being shed over the statue that was taken down outside Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, the statue of the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, Jerry Richardson. And there's a guy who's commenting on our page because I put they <laughs> I put a story up there because they took down the Jefferson Davis Memorial uh, Monument or statue up in Richmond. And I put up the smart ass remark because that's what I do. Jefferson Davis still a better president than Trump. That was that was my remark on that situation. That's <laughs> not bad. So, this guy that used to work with my mom back 35 years ago 
puts up a con- he's been just a right wing dick for two or three years. Just decides to be a contrarian piece of dick over the past three and a half years. He goes, Britt, did you see the picture of below the fold in the Charlotte Observer? By the way, of course I read the physical copy of the Charlotte Observer every day, just <laughs> like all of America does. Right, 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 but right. he's whining because the image of Jerry Richardson's statue with mm. all the little nylon ropes being hoisted away was so offensive. And he said if that was of MLK, people would have been screaming because wait, wait, wait. it whoa, looks whoa, whoa, like whoa. a lynching. That's exactly right. Bingo. That's what it we cannot have like. that. And if right. this had been a statue of MLK, you would have had people screaming, to which I did respond to this person and go, well, it wasn't MLK. What we have is a statue of a guy who took the years added onto his life from a fucking heart transplant and decided to comment on the asses of women who worked for him. And then what was his penalty when he was caught being a creepy dick? He had to accept a shit ton of cash to get out of the National Football League after ripping off taxpayers for years to enhance the value of the franchise that he sold for a shit ton of money. So as the kids say, miss me with that. If I'm going to start crying tears of, of, of what? Regret over Jerry Richardson's fucking statue being taken down from Bank of America Stadium, then it's over for me. I'm just going to crawl in the middle of the street and let a car hit me and do what it wants to with me because it ain't the same thing. It ain't a statue of Gandhi. It ain't a statue of MLK. It ain't a statue of Rosa Parks. It's a statue of a really creepy white guy who got away with a bunch of shit. That was white privilege that got taken down outside Bank of America Stadium. And if you can't handle that and you're going to cry for that, then you don't know what's going on in 2020 i think and uh i know you're you're kind of on a rant there brit you're kind of unhinged and i'm really uncomfortable with it so i want to bring a a a dose of sanity here and and try to find some solutions to these problems because clearly at this point we have should we call it a bevy of these homeless statues around the country. Yeah. We have Christopher Columbus statues being yanked down. I think uh, they got they, he got beheaded in Boston, <laughs> right? Yep. Banned in Boston is now beheaded in Boston. Uh, you have uh, Jefferson Davis. You have Robert E. Lee. You have I mean, it's just it's just non Stonewall Jackson. Uh, what's the? Uh, it's uh, uh, Governor Vance. In, yeah. in in a was it Packwood Square in in uh, Asheville? Asheville? Yeah, right, right. He, the, the, you know, I, I've noticed that whenever I've been to Asheville, I thought, oh, that's that's kind of weird. That seems like kind of a relic of uh, of another era, which it was. It was Governor Vance had some uh, racial problems, I do believe. I'm not a, a yeah, North Carolina history guy, but uh, I believe he had some some issues there. But there's just one person I think that can can handle this and. The name of the bunker would be called Samalago, all right? Silent <laughs> Sam, Silent Sam, a pioneer in being yanked down. Uh, and, you know, he's had a controversial past over there at the University of North Carolina. And now he's in the famous Dick Cheney undisclosed location bunker somewhere, yeah. right? They, they did not destroy the statue. Well, shouldn't this be the beginning of the equivalent of a gigantic petting zoo where, <laughs> where, where you display all the statues or, you know, at Disney World, they have the Hall of the Presidents, right? Exactly. All the presidents up there. They should turn these statues into to talking monuments. Go all the way. You know, we, we don't have to melt them down. That's a, that's fine. You know, but just get them out of the, the, the public eye in the way that they have been as if, 
they've been some kind of important marker when we know that, that they were all, every damn one of them, put up in defiance of Reconstruction and black voting rights and equal rights and in favor of Jim Crow laws that were uh, uh, keeping blacks from their rightful place in American society. We know what they all were put up for. There isn't any secret about that. But let's give them a home where they can reside for the next 300 years until they just rust away with some dignity. There it is. Sam Alago. What <laughs> no, I think Sam that's, I think that's a great idea. But the, the, I guess the argument for the people who are still supporting these things being displayed, I think what they've rested on after going through several checklists is, Oh, if we erase the history, then we are doomed to repeat it. Like if you, if for some reason you take down a 20 foot statue of Jeb Stewart in the town square, then the billions of words that have been written and printed and stored on servers around the world will not be accessible to people. And the, the civil war and the struggle for equality and slavery will somehow be erased. You must have that 20 foot granite statue of the guy that declared war on the United States of America or history will be lost to us, Brad. Well, it's so absurd on the face of it. First of all, we, we are still fighting the civil war. Uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the, uh, uh, the elevation of these statues to such prominence in public, uh, hardly has been, and if they say this with a straight face, uh, you should just turn the other way before you, you guffaw, uh, that these statues needed to be up there to remind us of what shouldn't be. Yeah, that's why these people want those up there. That's why they want to fly the Confederate flag, to remind you that we shouldn't have a Confederacy anymore. <laughs> yeah, or you would forget about it. <laughs> I'm taking the argument and, and, and taking it to the next level because that's about what it deserves. It's so stupid. It makes. Why are you fun. wearing – I don't understand. Why are you wearing that Nazi – that swastika armband? Well, if I don't, then people are going to completely forget about 1941 to 1945. It's just not – I have to wear this. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you get down to some unbelievable shit. And you, you did see that Donald Donald Trump was uh, thanking and, and showing appreciation for the SS for clearing out the protesters. You did see that, right? I'm uh, I'm I'm fully aware of that story. I have it right here yeah, in front I did, of me. I, yeah, because I think I read it on your Facebook page. I think that's where I actually saw it. Was introduced to it. He praised the National Guard, the Park Police. And what he described as the SS, as in uh, Secret Service, but he he wrote it SS for easily handling the protests last week in uh, Washington against police brutality. That's what the protests were for. Our great National Guard troops who took care of the area around the White House could hardly believe how easy it was, the president tweeted. So this is, you know, gaslight 101 on, mm-hmm. on purpose because... Uh, he's ignoring and assumes that his followers uh, are not hearing about the angst among the members of the National Guard, many of whom are throwing in the town saying, I don't want to be part of this shit anymore. Um, and uh, he's pretending that this was the, the, uh, the, you know, the greatest victory since D-Day. Right. What those National Guard troops had to had to put up with, how hard they had to fight to get through to allow me to walk over to that church and hold that Bible, which I didn't know what it was. But they told me it was a Bible kind of thing. <laughs> a walk in the park. The protesters, agitators, anarchists, 
Antifa, mm-hmm. and others were handled very easily, capital V-E-R-Y, by the Guard DC Police and SS. Great job. All right, so here's the question. I ask it again. Does Trump know what he's doing when he puts SS there, or does he not know what he's doing when he puts SS there? Which one and which one is worse? Well, I will say this. He has since, many years since, gone beyond uh, earning any sort of benefit of the doubt. So any sort of defense that I could provide for him being just ignorant and not being uh, aggressively dog-whistling, would be an ill-equipped and ill-advised defense. So I can't, I can't say that it's not on purpose a dog whistle to the, shall we call them this? Deplorables who yeah. are his supporters. Again, to clarify, not all Trump supporters are racist and white supremacists, but pretty much all racist and white supremacists are Trump supporters. Uh, I would say there's about a 99.8% chance <laughs> that you're right about that. And um, I don't traffic in uh, Nazi websites or Nazi message boards or, or anything of that sort. But I would guess that he's getting all kinds of Twitter love. I would say so. And things like that over sticking in the, the SS there, right? And how does that help him with suburban uh, women voters that are going to oh, decide the election? Oh, clinches it. Oh, it just nails it down because they love that. <laughs> yes. As you like to point out, how does this get him one more vote in suburban Atlanta, suburban Orlando, or suburban Pittsburgh, or suburban Milwaukee? Can, can we entertain the possibility that he has already entered the I know I'm going to lose, I don't care stage, and I'm yeah. going to blow up the building on the way out? Is that possible? Yeah, it's completely possible. I mean, by the idea that you know you should head down, he's already headed down to the bunker. <laughs> he's already headed down to the bunker. So, yeah, he he's may be. Expecting it. You know that. Quit lying. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to unpack around all of that stuff that's still coming out today from the protests. But this is one of the big stories today. General Mark Milley apologized for taking part in the Bible uh, photo op outside the White House. He did so in a uh, an address before a graduation class, I think at the National Defense University or something of that nature, and he said he shouldn't have been there. He should not have allowed politics. And you're seeing now a willingness among not only uh, active duty, a little bit, but a lot more among people who have retired from the military who have said that it shouldn't have happened and Donald Trump is misusing the military for these photo ops and these campaign ops, and it should absolutely stop. You're seeing a lot more people that feel a lot more comfortable about calling him out over this bullshit. I'm looking at this picture from last week where it's, uh, it's, uh, William the Bully Barr. Um, it's the Defense Secretary, Trump, and, uh, General Mark, uh, Milley. What a smart looking, uh, fatigue outfit. I mean, that is, that is today's military dress. In fact, I would even go so far as to call him thoroughly modern Milley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see, that was a, actually a film from years ago, and it was very, I don't know if you know. Oh, God almighty. For those Holy. of you that are 95 years old and getting shoved down by the police in Buffalo, you're going to love that joke. It's, it's, uh, I have to tell you something. Sometimes oh. I, I impress my, myself. All right. So, uh, uh, General Milley speaks, and, uh, under normal circumstances, the way Trump world works, he should have already been fired, right? He should have been uh, relieved of his duties. You can't get away with it, or Trump would come up with some backhanded way to force him to resign. But I think 
that this is just more proof that a corner has been turned and uh, Trump has lost his mojo because uh, you can't possibly fire the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff for telling the truth and saying what uh, hundreds, thousands of other military people and um, the folks in the legal community and the world of journalism and most Americans are saying about that moment that it was inappropriate and a horrible use and practically an unconstitutional use of the uh, active military, that's the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to enforce uh, local um, uh, rights for a president to walk across the uh, walk across the yard there in Washington D.C. And, and help me on this. I'm not an expert on on the, the jurisdiction uh, associated with the National Guard, uh-huh. but is it is it not likely that the reason Trump did this or was advised to do it or said he could do it at that moment? was because he was in Washington, D.C., which is not a state, okay? Mm-hmm. And as you know, Washington, D.C. Uh, doesn't run like all the – there is no governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's no one with control over the local National Guard in the way that in the 50 states, the governors really have the, 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 the first and last say on the National Guard. Uh, and that, that he knew that Washington, D.C. would be – easy pickings in terms of his ability to 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 get the guard to do his dirty work uh am i am i right about that or or am i just uh, uh off on a off in a gutter somewhere just rolling no. down the alley i see a website for the district of columbia national guard but again i don't know what jurisdiction they come under or anything like yeah, that well, you, you may have a point the mayor yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. You may be 100% right about that, but it, it seems what you just said would seem like way too thoughtful for Donald Trump. <laughs> but I just don't think you can touch General Mill. You can't, uh, again, I shouldn't say can't because every time you say he can't, then he does. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking you would actually trigger a, a backlash among Republican senators who actually truly have more esteem for the military than Donald Trump does, who actually hates it, but he pretends that he is a military guy and that, that everyone loves him because that's what he hides behind, but he resents it. He didn't serve. He was Colonel Bone Spurs during the Vietnam <laughs> War. The military surely hates Donald Trump. Well, I, Not I, everyone, I, but, but I, I would guess that if he'd made a move, even the, the slightest move against the, the chairman over this. Now, you know how he's fired other people. He makes up something about something else. You know, I never well, liked I think, it. Uh, I was never a fan of that shit. I've, uh, I've identified uh, some soft underbellies he might want to attack. Apparently, uh, General Milley did a, a graduate from Princeton University, which, as you know, is an Ivy League cultural pussy liberal school. So I think you go after that one. He also got a Master of Arts degree. <laughs> yeah. He also has a Master of Arts degree in international relations from Columbia University, which, as you also know, is a big, huge, kale-eating, America-hating socialist Well, but you get to remember, when, when Trump chooses to, he decides that the people like that, these are brilliant people with the best <laughs> educations, right? Uh, when, when it's... Uh, uh, somebody who works for CNN who has eight degrees, then you know they're 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 pointy-headed liberals, right? Mm-hmm. They're, but 
okay. I just, I don't think he can touch him. In fact, he got on an airplane, I think, and flew to Dallas on Thursday to get away from Washington. And, and can I circle back to this idea of there being a rally in Tulsa or anywhere over the next few weeks? I don't think it's going to happen. I think, and, and this is just like with uh, General Milley saying, no, you can't do this. I think the whoever the mayor is, I don't care how Republican the damn mayor is of Tulsa, the way things are going, the way the coronavirus outbreak is seemingly exploding in a lot of different states, I believe including Oklahoma right now, that you just cannot have a rally with people shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. anywhere. Like, you can't do it. And and by the way, how much smarter is Roy Cooper looking by the hour? How much mm-hmm. smarter is he looking for not bowing down to Donald Trump? Can you imagine if he had done that and said, yes, sir, we will make sure that in August you have the legal right to have as many people in Spectrum Arena as you want because you're the president, sir, and we've got that coronavirus completely not under control. But we don't care. Can you right. imagine where Roy Cooper would be if he had done that? And I think that the way the virus is uh, uh, multiplying and moving around the country now, it's you know now New York and and uh, and, and, and and Seattle and and places the 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 early places you know it's still been going down there, and it's going across the rest of the country. Every doctor, including Fauci of re- reputation. A month ago, six weeks ago, was saying that if they break the curve in New York, bend it down, that's great. But right now, we anticipate that in middle America and in places where you're not seeing it now, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, you could easily have new hot spots occur. And they said it over and over and over again. And nobody wanted to hear it, right? No, mm-hmm. They did not want to hear it out there because they all thought, well, I'm in uh, Iowa City, Iowa. We're so much smarter than those stupid morons in New York. We don't have much here. Don't worry about it. We've got eight cases. In our, that's not, and, and they were wrong, and the doctors were right. So the bottom line is listen to your damn doctor. He knows more than you do. And, and I think uh, th- that's coming to a head today. Today, Thursday, and going into the weekend, as more cases explode, North Carolina is now in trouble. I think we are in trouble. Well, it's, there's no question about it. It's, it's going up, and we uh, nothing has changed in terms of our health care system being stretched paper thin, razor thin, being able to treat people on, on a regular basis. It's very difficult. And now to add all of these new cases that have been added ever since things were quote-unquote opened up, you know, it's very, very difficult. Uh, Tip City, Ohio. Are you familiar? Do you know where that is? Because I actually that is near Dayton. That's right, just outside of Dayton, where you graduated from high school. A uh, Republican state senator is under fire this week. He is from the Tip City area after asking whether African Americans or the colored population have been disproportionately affected by the novel coronavirus pandemic because they do not wash their hands as well as other groups. Welcome, State Senator Steve Huffman. He raised the question Tuesday during a hearing on whether to declare racism in public a, a public health crisis. Huffman is an emergency room doctor. I'm going to repeat that. Huffman <laughs> is an emergency room doctor. He wanted to know why African-American communities are being hit so much harder by the virus. 
posing the query to Angela Dawson, who is the executive director of the Ohio Commission on Minority Health. I understand African-Americans have a higher incidence of chronic conditions, and that makes them more susceptible to death from COVID. But why does it not just make them more susceptible just to get COVID? Could it be that African-Americans or the colored population do not wash their hands as well as other groups or wear a mask I'm glad or do he, not socially distance themselves? Yeah, I'm glad he Could, modified it and said uh, uh, African-American or colored. Because that's, I, if you're in me. 2020 and you're using the term colored population, first of all, you're winning automatically. That is fantastic. You, you've stepped it down from Negro and you've gone to colored population. So, <laughs> sir, on being able to do that, uh, could that be the explanation for why the higher incidence? <laughs> Dawson, who is black, quickly challenged the senator's suggestion. That is not the opinion of leading medical experts in this country. I think what she meant to say was, you fucking racist piece of shit. What is wrong with you? But she didn't say that. She decided, do all populations need to wash their hands? Absolutely, sir. But that is not where you're going to find the variance and the rationale for why these populations are more vulnerable. (laughs) State Senator Steve Huffman. He's got a great future ahead of him, doesn't he? I can't believe somebody said it. They said it in such an absolutely public form and felt... And He's an emergency room physician? It's what it says. It's in the Washington Post. He is an an emergency room doctor. It's it's stunning that somebody would even feel comfortable saying... I want to check those credentials there. Yeah, that might be something to talk about. There's a funny... um, there's a funny tongue-in-cheek article in the Washington Post that uh, we'll post to in the, in the the Brad and Brit cast. There we got the link. How to know the signs? How to tell if your grandparent has become an Antifa agent? Mm. And they have a stock photo of oh. Granny having tea with oh, one of her friends. Right, and they I'm go. I want to take notes on this one. It's very humor. Of course, this is in the this is in the wake. This has been another great one because this is one of those where Trump says something completely stupid, and then uh, a, a lot of people who are beholden to his cult of personality bullshit are forced to defend it. He's of course accusing the guy in Buffalo, who, the 75 year old man who was shoved down by the cops there, who were then so upset that they were rebuked that they quit from that that response team. He uh, the president has accused that guy of possibly being an Antifa agent, and, and and that he was he went down much harder than he was shoved and Kaylee McEnany has been forced to defend this by people going how is it possible to go down harder than you're shoved is there some sort of antifa gravity activation you can hit and it pulls you to the earth even harder to make the cops look bad she what, didn't she shouldn't she play the he was just asking the question he was just inquiring about it wasn't one, one of those kind of I answers think it was one of those he's just the president is just asking the question about this now we we take this we talk about this all the time we talk about distractions that are being laid out and the things that we're talking about are, th- are talking about are things that are not necessarily being talked about on Fox News so it's very important for us to visit bullshit mountain once again to take a look at what they're talking about i saw a little bit of this on mute because this is the hot hit record now that's being played today as we speak on thursday June the 11th, 2020, the year of our Lord, the Senate Judiciary Committee has authorized Chairman Lindsey Graham, who has decided to take the Titanic and go one step beyond. He will issue a wide range of subpoenas as part of an investigation into the origins of the Russia probe and allegations of wrongdoing by a top Obama-era officials. In a 12 to 10 vote among party lines, the panel's move is a dramatic escalation of its investigation into the FBI and Justice Department handling of the Trump-Russia collusion probe 
probe into the 2016 presidential election. Brad, we're going to get to the bottom of this unmasking thing if we have to throw Barack Obama's ass into jail himself. I can tell you what's going to happen here. They're, They're going to have hearings. Fox will cover them live. The other two channels will not. And that in and of itself will be the controversy because, well, Fox News covered the impeachment completely live. Not fair. Okay. I can, I can draw that baseline there. Uh, this is going nowhere. This is a Hail Mary pass. This is a distraction. Nobody cares about it. Uh, all of us care about, uh, three things right now. Number one, am I going to die from the plague? Uh, number two, am I going to go broke? Is my business ever going to come back? Am I ever going to get a job again? Are my kids ever going to be able to go to college again? Are my kids ever going to be able to go to high school again? Am I ever going to have to stop homeschooling my kids ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And uh, number three, and it's probably higher up for, for a lot of folks, uh, what are we going to do about this racism thing? Now, uh, as for... Uh, whatever Lindsey Graham and the Republicans in the Senate, whose only job the last uh, uh, three years, really, the only thing that they've done is to rubber stamp uh, Federalist Society judges proposed by that group and funneled through Mitch McConnell uh, so that Donald Trump could uh, completely have his stamp on this country from now until all of us are dead with all these judges that are being appointed in their 30s and 40s. They'll stay on for their 40 or 50 years and fuck up this country. Um, it's it's going nowhere. They're desperate. His poll numbers suck, and it's not because they're fake. And uh, the lawsuit that has been threatened via a lawyer's letter against CNN demanding that they apologize for the 14-point gap in the polling between Trump and Biden last week is so pathetic. It's it's just beyond disgrace, as so many things are with Trump. Uh, one more, back, back to Fox. I, I noted early this morning, and I Facebook posted this, uh, at 10 o'clock, the uh, General Mark Milley story broke. It broke wide. It broke everywhere. It was huge that General Milley said, I apologize. I was wrong. I shouldn't have been taking orders from Trump and be seen in that dumbass photo op with him um, uh, as we cleared out a, a path for him to walk over to that church. Ten o'clock, that story broke. Everybody had it. Big. Big everywhere. Big on drudge. Big, big, big everywhere except in the Rupert Murdoch news universe. Uh, I saw nothing early on in the New York Post and on the uh, Fox website, and I screen grabbed this, and I was looking for the story. They didn't put it up till about a half hour later because they were figuring out how far down to bury the story. And they buried it way, way down there. They buried it so far that my screen grab, I couldn't make it comprehensive enough to get down that far where of course nobody reads it was right down there with um uh, uh potsy weber anson williams getting his second divorce and and heidi klum on americans got talent accused of fat shaming a woman and general milley says he he shouldn't have done that with but their their top stories and at 10 o'clock hour of course we're all about seattle completely out of control got to send in the troops 
uh, Chris Wallace warning that cancel culture can turn around on its enforcers, NASCAR right. driver. And uh, the, so um, the, the the bubble is there, um, and they're going to see, circling back to what you talked about originally here a moment ago, they'll see hearings that will be made to appear to them as the most important hearings in American history, bigger than the Watergate hearings, bigger than Trump's impeachment hearings, bigger than the church committee, bigger than the the Warren Commission, bigger than everything. And Fox will make that seem like that is the reason you have to keep Donald Trump in office to keep these kinds of horrible, horrible things from ever happening again, because only Donald Trump can protect us. That's what they're going to do. They're going to keep running interference for him, even if he occasionally whacks them because he doesn't like a poll that they put out. There you go. Well, the, the president's birthday is actually on Sunday, and I know that you wanted you wanted a couple of days lead time so you can go and send him a nice present. So I just wanted to go ahead and remind you of that. The president's mm-hmm. birthday, he turns 153 years old. I mean, at least in mentally. Uh, so that we won't be around uh, to do a uh, Brad and Brit cast on his actual birthday. So we certainly want to wish him the the best of luck and a happy birthday. Hopefully, he'll be able to golf. Um, I don't, I don't want the burning of America's cities and a coronavirus and an unemployment rate that's historically low or historically high, rather. Uh, I don't want that to bother him for, and I, I hope after November, he'll be able to golf a lot. Yeah. Maybe the biggest story of the day that we, we kind of didn't touch on was the, uh, the voter suppression plan in full swing in Georgia on Tuesday. You got to see a dress rehearsal of what they're planning for November, I think. And, Again, this is more Hail Mary-ish than uh, Lindsey Graham and the senators trying to please Trump uh, on the Republican side by holding some kind of public hearings closer to the the election. I mean, they've they've pulled out all the stops in Georgia because they know they know they are in big trouble. And Georgia may be uh, turning bluer earlier than people thought. They might not until 2024, 2028. And uh, just like with NASCAR, things have accelerated, and no pun intended, on on issues of uh, racial awareness and how it will affect people who run for public office uh, a lot more quickly than we would have thought just even a month ago. So the Republican answer to that is to uh, screw up the vote, uh, add doubt to the vote. Do exactly what the Russians would do if they could tamper. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you could passively, aggressively sit back and allow the Russians to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I mean, this is trouble, and this this is Trump lighting a match and and walking away from the building that he poured gasoline in and 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 letting it burn, and and he he just did it in Georgia. With that governor who who ought to be in prison, there's a guy that should be locked up, absolutely, positively locked up. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a national disgrace. It's a it's a local disgrace, and it may be coming to an election near you in November. Brad and Brit.com.